This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Club Scouts, it's Super Producer Riley Bray here, and before we kick off today's episode, I wanted to let you know that Bigfoot Collectors Club is teaming up with our sister podcast, A Funny Feeling, hosted by Marcy Jaru and Betsy Sidaro, for a live Monster Mashup podcast performance at Fanex in Salt Lake City on Saturday, September 7th. That's right, BCC and A Funny Feeling are going full alien hybrid to create a Frankenstein's monster of a show that you can only see if you attend FanX Salt Lake City Comic Convention. Mixing metaphors, mixing podcasts, let's do this thing. Tickets are on sale at FanXSaltLake.com. So come see Bigfoot Collectors Club and A Funny Feeling Monster Mash, Saturday, September 7th at 4 p.m. in room 151D. You'll find it, I'm sure they'll have maps. Brought to you by our friends at Sheet Geeks. See you there. It's Bigfoot Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. I know a ghost story or two. Let's do this. <laughs> if we don't get the guest with, I have a ghost story or two, yeah. then we don't have no, the guest. We've lost him already. <laughs> that is the test of a good, good. guest. He, he snirked. He giggled. He's had so a little snirk. Oh my God, guys, he's hot as fucking Sasquatch balls. Yep. Ugh. Let's record with the door open. Yeah, let's do it. Um, besides, you know, we have a beautiful little creek running outside. Yeah. And it just right. adds to the woodsy atmosphere of Bigfoot Collectors Club. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club, the show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host. Bryce Johnson. And our super producer. Riley Bray. And cool. uh, if you're if you're new to the show, him. if you're part of the Campfire family, we welcome you. We welcome you to our hearth and home. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> what is a hearth? The hearth what? isn't the hearth like, like a fireplace. fireplace yeah, right? yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. You know, I guess it's just a campfire. If it's you in coined the woods, it right, then that was nice. Well, thanks, dude. I know job. what I'm doing. Good okay. job, bro. Um. All right. Let's just bring in our guest because it. it would be a shame to have him sit here and not talk. For too long, I'm getting a salute. Uh, today's guest is an actor, comedian, 
and saxophone player. Oh. You may have seen him in I'm Dying Up Here, The Kroll Show, The Kroll Show, Kroll Show, Hail Caesar, uh, Another Period, and A Futile and Stupid Gesture. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome, star of many, many things, Mr. John Daly. Yay. Yay. What's up? How's What's it going? Up? Hey, Good. I passed the guest test. I laughed at the ghost thing. Well yeah. done. Laughed at the ghost thing, yeah. you're in, dude. Otherwise, yeah. we shut down. Yeah, good. Yeah, And you are on your own. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's good to have a bellwether that just kind of ruins it mentally. And, and Riley seems like he's part of the podcast. Is like, should I not be addressing him? Or? Oh, yeah. He, oh, he's, yeah. Here. he's our on-mic producer. Okay, yeah. well, cool. It's best to try to ignore me the whole time and I'll just Which stare at you You've got such a caramelly voice though. It's just like I want to I want to get back to that. Like, I know. All of us are kind of like <laughs> hey, hey, what's going on? <laughs> We're like Muppets. We're Muppets and this is a real man. Yeah, he's Frank Sinatra. <laughs> oh, thank you. He's a Viking. Yeah. <laughs> I know we really do bury the best voice on the podcast and the worst one is the loudest Here's one. Here's a guy who's me. just the producer. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Hello. Somebody said <laughs> what was the comment we got on our Instagram? Did you see that I posted a thirst trap photo of you on our instagram i, I did oh, so did, totally so did grace i mean yeah. you, I, know, I love that i thought that was so great yeah grace was like shutting it down i said that you could i, I said so that riley could that. get it and his girlfriend commented um no he cannot which <laughs> i didn't understand i was like wait are they fighting uh, and then yeah. i realized she was going mama bear yeah yeah um, sorry i've been got Keep yeah. it podcast. Totally. <laughs> totally. Well, you guys fuck after this, though. Yeah. yeah every, yeah, every time. Sure. Every time. Yeah, for obviously. sure. Because uh, Riley, like, again, also never in any of our photos, he takes them. And he's, I mean, the most photogenic uh, of us all. I mean, oh, I, ha- I like, it's like I work with, like, two of the most handsome people in town. I told them the other day, I said, I'm the most, like, Bigfoot on this podcast because I'm the least photogenic. I disagree. Well. <laughs> That's a great joke. What though. did someone well wow. joke? Yeah. That didn't pass the guest. This is weird. Forced um, for self-deprecating. You don't have to do this. <laughs> no, yeah, I do right. it all the time. Like, you're fine. Like, you're I, hate you're I hate myself. I hate myself. It's not, like, actually real. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm trust. the ugliest guy. <laughs> I just don't. I don't There's know. no I, ugliest guy. I always feel we awkward in pictures. You know? Right. And then Good these thing. guys. Good thing you chose actor as your yeah, profession. Right. Moving yeah. pictures, I'm fine with. Still pictures, I'm like, ee, you know. Right, right. My friend was like, she once told me, she's like, just keep moving. Don't like just hold keep it moving. In te- and be tense. Like school photos were a disaster. Uh, somebody said that uh, Riley is a hairless Sasquatch sent here by the elders to observe humanity and cultivate a lasting peace. I love That's that. Right. Whoa. <laughs> Are people listening to this right now? Was that no. a live thing? Or no, was it's like not a, Okay, that was some comment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That would be awesome. That'd be cool. Somebody just wrote this on Twitter. (laughs) It's like Twitch. We're twitching. That would be great. Um, uh, Before we jump into today's uh, personal paranormal history, we do have some... Wait for it. Boys, I say (laughs) moves! Uh, it's I love a, the reaction. It's a light. It's a light week. I'm not gonna lie. It's a light week, but I found something pretty fun. Great from the old reliable cryptozoology news website. Mm. This is from. Uh, this went up like 30 minutes before I left for the studio. Three people spot pterodactyl in Arizona. Oh yeah, another large bird sighting. This is another one. A different another one? a different one. Oh, so shit. a couple weeks ago on the show, there was a woman who was driving down a freeway in Arizona, 
and she saw this giant bird with a wingspan that went across the the freeway, like the highway. I think she was on a two two lane highway. Mm-hmm. Fly overhead. Now she said that one was very bird like in appearance, and it could have been. It looked like some old prehistoric birds, right. not quite right. dinosaur, but. Yeah, like a pelican with bat wings. Yeah, yeah pelican yeah, with bat exactly. exactly, dude. Yeah. See, you get you it. You know your shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, let's name this episode A Pelican with Bat Wings. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, Tempe, Arizona. A woman says she, her daughter, and a friend saw a large bird resembling a pterosaur. The 44-year-old woman who provided a full name but asked her in Maine Anonymous told Cryptozoology News she was driving her daughter and her friend to a local market when they spotted the unusual creature on August 16th at around 7.30 p.m. Mm. It caught my attention because it was so big, she said. The sighting reportedly lasted approximately two minutes. I, <laughs> two minutes? That's, that's a long time. Yeah. That's quite a, like, where can you get? Your phone out in two minutes? She was feeding it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was carrying her car. She was in the nest being fed to the babies. That's what I said, look at that bird. What kind of bird is that? My daughter said, it's a bat. I said, no, it's too big to be a bat, and it has a tail. It looks like a pterodactyl. The woman described the animal as featherless and having a tail with something on the end of it. Yeah. It was black, and it did not soar. It was flapping its wings to fly. It had scalloped wings like a bat, she said. And that's it. But that's kind of crazy that it was going... Yeah, right. Jerky-jerky style. Like that long-winded flap. That's weird. What do you think about this? Dinosaurs, do they still live among us? (laughs) They do, definitely. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, whales are kind of dinosaur-y. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... Yeah, I was going to say we were I was just in Michigan with my family on kind of a family vacation. We were throwing uh, like wiffle balls in the air uh, to get bats to to attract bats, because if you throw a ball up in the air about 50 feet, like a minute later, a bat will go by and then another bat and another bat. And it was like interesting to see these bats like they're just because they were like right like 10 feet up and it was so cool they just kept coming and uh i guess they think it's a swarm of mosquitoes or something like Maybe that yeah it probably dinner it probably yeah. like bings on their sonar and they're like what what came up over there and right they to... but like they they feel bats stuck in some half evolution period because they're like Blind. I mean, they can be blind. That that might just be their fate. But like, their their <laughs> flying is just like go you know, ah, like yeah. it's so feral and just like oh shit. Like there's no soaring going on. Like you said, like that just reminded me of like it was just like they seem like they they could be better. It is pretty manic. <laughs> yeah, right. be, like, this could be going uh, well. You need like four million years. What note, God? <laughs> yeah. What's weird is like yeah, in four million years though, will bats have eyes or will their entire yeah. head? be just like the those weird sonar ears right like well that, they're, they're mice that turned into flying mice. Creatures, yeah. yeah so they're like squirrels and and sugar gliders and all these things are kind of like the other end of it they can't really fly yeah. but these things can fly but they're so yeah that's the question right like is evolution still happening yes yeah yes. of course definitely we're all constantly wait a minute did you do you didn't it's not like okay now we're here this is it right it's but I'm, definitely i mean like still prim, happening are primates still evolving yes. into early yeah. man? every species is yes. evolving or they're not gonna maybe, well, maybe primate, not early man yeah pr- primates aren't gonna evolve into like early man they'll mm-hmm. evolve into whatever's down the line from primate you okay. know it might right. be similar 
Right. But is there's a, that great picture of the orangutan like using a a spear to fish like this long elongated I've seen that stick picture. hanging I know you're over a tree. About. Yeah. Oh shit. So animals saying, are already starting. To if use we tools. see some chimpanzees starting to ride bikes next week, we're yeah. screwed. And birds yeah. use rock yeah. to break over uh, nuts and stuff and different eggs. And I'd love to see that like a bird learning how to use like a tool bench. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that would be very cute. A buzzsaw. Yeah. Yeah. Just Have a little, like, <laughs> little little like safety glasses. <laughs> yeah. Well, so then, so what are humans evolving into? Well, that's Aliens. Why, robots. Yeah, we're yeah. evolving into completely combining ourselves with, yeah. Yeah. with uh, the singularity, facing yeah. IA, yeah. and then well, becoming like eventually just like smooth black discs, like yeah. moving slowly around. Oh, that cool. would be cool. That. that are super intelligent. Well, that's yeah. why people think the grays, alien grays, are us future from the us. future because their heads are really big, super smart, don't eat very much. They, they're very, their body, their physical bodies have become. You know, less necessary yeah. because yeah. they're moving shit with their mind. Yeah. They're the probably penis. have already merged with the singularity. There's eyewitness reports or abductees claim that grays feel almost more robot like than, you know, yeah. than right. biological anyway. Well, there's a lot of sightings going on right now. Is that because yes. it's like the government is trying to put it out there to distract everyone or something? Possibly. Or? Also, yeah. I think these things come in cycles and it's just we're back in the zeitgeist of, For sure. of like, because they've never really stopped, but this all happened. This is all popular because in December of 2017, uh, a guy from the Pentagon retired and came into the private sector and then did an right. interview with with the New York Times saying, yeah, the Pentagon's been studying, you know, UFOs for, we had this specific program was happening for at least 17 years and something wow. like that. And then, you know, but there's, tip, yeah. they've, they've done over the years. They've Blew been, up their spot. Yeah, yeah, basically. And they released some footage from these uh, fighter planes chasing some UAP called a tic tac uf yeah. they would nickname them because they saw them so much and they don't know what they are yeah so listen people are finding things. out i was on epstein's island let's get the ufo shit <laughs> yeah. out there oh we gotta get this ufo stuff out um but it is funny time because to play that card the alien <laughs> stuff like what story was it uh we were listening to or some guests we were speaking to might have been daryl sims on our live show mm -hmm. but how they think that the alien gray mouth that's a little slit is just a pocket because they no longer have digestive uh, esophagus. Yeah, that that is the creepiest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, well, why would they have be a humanoid though? Why are well, they humanoid? Well, because they're in the stage of evolution where they're starting to lose their humanoid char characteristics. Right. Okay. okay, you know, maybe they yeah. feed off the sun, off their near star, or something like that. Because right. they say they our food. pinky, right? They could look like anything. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Our pinky is supposedly smaller because it's going away. Right, we're we're losing our pinky. We're well, evolving I, out of our pinky. I just, um, yeah. I just what I I saw. I heard. A, did you hear the like a Air Force pilot who was like flying ultra high, like way up by the upper atmosphere, and he started to see like him and his partner were up there, and they they he started, saw the Earth was flat. Knew yeah. it. Yeah, everyone knows that, right? And all the other planets are around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. The way things work, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bible, Bible. Um, so anyway, this guy saw the Bible. No, but uh, he saw. He's like, like oh. There's it's a, there's on a, the actual Bible. <laughs> yeah. The Earth is just on top of a big yeah. Bible. Yeah, it's supporting it. The turtle on top. Of it. Yeah, yeah. But um, the, then this guy saw this. Uh, yeah, there was. It's a video. It's kind of famous. I don't know, but it might be fake. But it's like this Air Force pilot going like, "Do you guys see that? 
Oh, you yeah. see that? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, damn, about... look at that thing. It's moving around. Like, I think it's this amazing. is the same video that we're talking about. Oh, it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what they released that you can see now. Oh, sorry. There are three separate videos. One was called the Gimbal. How dare you be right? Yeah, okay, cool. The Go Fast, and one was called the Tic Tac. And they were all released by To the Stars Academy, which is Tom DeLonge's new company that he started. Is that in Pasadena or something? Uh, what their headquarters? There's some sort of headquarters. Of I think space they're on the Pacific, uh, Pacific Coast Highway. This somewhere. is the Blink One Eighty. This yeah. is Blink One Eighty Two's Tom yeah. DeLonge. Yeah, but well, it's crazy. But yeah, there's those Air Force pilots. They all see it, and there were there were a whole group of them, and uh, they all encountered the same thing. Radar, radar saw it on their, you know, right. Uh, so it was a real object, you know. For so a sure. bunch of like small things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Small, flashy things. It's just your family in Michigan throwing a tennis ball <laughs> up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that registers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's time for John Daly's personal paranormal history. Oh, brother. Sweet. Hey guys, it's Michael. And Bryce. We have ads now. Yay! We wanted to take a second to recommend some great podcasts that are available now on Stitcher Premium. That's right. If you're looking for some new true crime, then check out True Crime Garage Off the Record, the latest project from True Crime Garage host Nick and the Captain. Join them each week as they revisit some of the most haunting cases they've covered to date. This is a compilation of hidden treasures, a chance to dive deeper, discuss new theories, and get updates on your favorite episodes of True Crime Garage. And hey, if you're looking for something a little different, comedian Chris Gethard's beautiful stories from anonymous people opens the phone line to one anonymous caller, and guess what? Chris can't hang up first no matter what. I love this show. I'm a big listener, big fan. You get shocking confessions and family secrets, philosophical discussions, shameless self-promotion, anything can and will happen. What Michael's trying to say is that with Stitcher Premium, you get thousands of hours of original and ad-free content like My Favorite Murder, one of my favorite podcasts, and Today Explained. I'll have to check it out. Plus, early access to new releases, exclusive bonus episodes, and archives of your other favorite podcasts, and hundreds of stand-up comedy albums. And of course, Bigfoot Collectors Club is also available every week on Stitcher Premium. The most important. And to get a free month trial of Stitcher Premium, go to stitcherpremium.com and use the promo code, you guessed it, Bigfoot. That's stitcherpremium.com and promo code, Bigfoot. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we're back, and it's time for John. Hi. What is your personal paranormal history? Well, let me go through it. I wasn't doing the podcast. I did the podcast because I like you, Michael. But thank I, you very I, much. I, I, uh, and, and now I like you guys, too. Oh, but, oh great. But you like Riley the best. But I, like, I like Riley Caramel the best. Caramel Riley. You know, Bryce is creeping up there. And yeah. like, let's let's <laughs> face it. This is a great studio space. And, uh, you know, Sorry the AC is busted. I feel like the studio space is a character, much like New York is a character in Martin Scorsese. That's true. This, yeah. Yeah, right. right. Exactly. Yeah, it's really like pretty California in here. It's great. Yeah, thanks. But, um, yeah, so <laughs> I have... Had weirdly a uh, uh, so anyway that that's that was the point. I, I haven't really had a paranormal experience, but I did have. There was a thing that they tried in my middle school, like sixth and seventh grade, that they that 
was like basically teachers taking their hobbies oh god i from knew the fishing to uh like one teacher just was like it's fishing time and you go to this teacher for two hours and you would learn about fishing and it was like your art teacher so it was weird you know yeah. and they'd wear like fishing waders or whatever and be like now fishing is one of the things that really relaxes me here's a picture of me fishing or whatever and they'd be like now when you're using a grub lure you want to like like they teach you a little bit about it and so like uh one yeah one woman um this woman miss mccamless our science teacher did um like was she had her uterus uterine after leavings, I forgive me. That's a what? disgusting way to put it, but the, 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 <laughs> after leavings, so, I like that sounds like that sounds like the stuff. You, it's a beautiful, you, thing. beautiful. <laughs> literally, you're, eat. you're describing it as something that you dump out of a pencil sharpener. Yeah, she had her leavings made into uh, pills that she uh, ate yeah. every day. Yeah. But um yeah I remember wait her placenta her pills. placenta so she okay, not no her she uterus. had her no she had her actual placenta waxed and she would pass she passed it around and it was like an anatomy Whoa. thing it was like an offshoot of 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 but she was teaching like intro to biology or something like that oh, in middle okay. school level and she would be like this is my placenta from and we were just like pass around this veiny. <laughs> Thing, this pink like stuff that oh. looks like literally John Carpenter's the thing. That, you know, it's a beautiful thing Some too. Guy kicks you down can eat the, it. You know, the classroom right. door and just torches it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that was one of them. But then there was this guy, the art teacher, Mister. Uh, this art teacher, I forget his name, but Mister. Austin, the science science teacher, was one of my favorite teachers. And um, they had this thing that was alien, like um, UFOs are real like we've we've seen oh, ufos and so oh, cool. their little two 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 and a half hour thing was like this is like a two-day period where you go to all these like fake classes that fun t it was like fun yeah you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got to like you know like whatever um act slightly different or something like goof around they get to wear some um, cool t-shirts no that they can't wear it's yeah <laughs> there was like a tie-dye thing yeah, yeah yeah totally but um yeah so these guys were like all right whoa you know they just started it they were just like okay they set a mood it was like it was, uh, you know, like 1977, and uh, I was, uh, you know, I grew up in Latrobe, PA, and uh, I was walking, walking up a hill, and, um, you know, I saw these two lights, and they came over the hill, and, um, you know, I, I called my mom, called my brother, nobody was there, and I was like, what the <laughs> you know, they like, got into these, like, emotional zones that wow. I've been, it was, it, like, really made an imprint, because they were vulnerable these affected. teachers for the first time in my entire life it yeah. was a teacher going like now listen i don't know if it was real or just my dreams right. you know oh, like, no. it was like getting real with with kids was he like sitting and, like chris crisscross applesauce on top of his desk like um, sitting like you get to see him sit in a weird way yeah yeah, yeah. he was like but but they then they had like they got images from some library or something of kind of like vaguely what things look like and they really like they tried their best to like pad it out in um some way like limited way they were probably like last minuteing it like right. some of the teachers really cared about this stuff and like I remember the camping guy like sent up 
set up a tent. <laughs> hey, guys, like, this is your stove. Like, we're not going to cook, but this is what it looks like. <laughs> anyway, that was a that's very limited what amount I, of um. But I love that because there. you yeah. know there's those those two teachers. That's like what the art teacher and the science teacher like talked about in the teacher's lounge. Yep. And clearly the only thing they bonded over. Yeah. You know, it's like me and Bryce at craft service at Major Crimes, like uh, on the set of Major Crimes. That's how this started. <laughs> yeah, really? You're like, I don't know. There's like some sort of like radar when you pick up on somebody who's like, hey, do you like Bigfoot? Yeah, me too. Fuck yeah. Like, but it's so funny. I've I've mentioned this multiple times on the show, but I had in middle school, our social studies teacher, Mr. Land, was obsessed with the JFK assassination, and mm-hmm. he was a total conspiracy theorist. So for the entire month of November of that of my seventh grade year, he only he stopped teaching social <laughs> studies and only taught JFK conspiracy stuff. Whoa, I love that. It was fascinating. That's when I found out that like Woody Harrelson's dad was one of the three tramps that was uh, arrested in Dallas down by the grassy knoll that Holy day. Shit. He was like blowing up pictures. He's like, look, you can see a second shot being fired behind the fence on the grassy knoll, and he's like, and if you zoom in, and this is all like, I'm I'm aging myself, but this is all like pre HD stuff. So he's like doing microfiche style zoom ins on these old grainy photos, and he's like pointing out like this guy's got a police badge and he's shooting at the president. How fun. We watched the Zapruder <laughs> film, and he like Whoa. he's like, this is the part where the Zapruder film cuts out. They removed something here. The government took it and then gave it to the public. What don't they want us to see? Right. Like he was <laughs> the brain's going out back into the left. Yeah. <laughs> back yeah, into yeah, the yeah. left. <laughs> yeah, back was... into the left. Yeah, we, that's amazing. It was the year that JFK came out and did it uh, end with Oliver we, Stone's viewing or Yeah, we we got extra credit if um <laughs> We went and saw it, and I remember going to see that with my parents and being like, this is not appropriate. <laughs> right. yeah. this is, there was a, a kid in my high school that got obsessed with uh, the JFK assassination and like went to Dallas to research it, met with Jack Ruby's mother. Oh, wow. He like this kid, Steve Feinert, he was this kid I loved in, in high school, and he just got like super obsessed with it and was like, <laughs> I was like, what did you do this summer? He was like, I went to see... Uh, you know, like old Mama Ruby. Wow. Jeff <laughs> Ruby's Mama mom Ruby. is like still alive. Whoa. Right? Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, so I just remember him being obsessed with that and me being, it was like the movie JFK too. He would constantly like yeah. say like, listen, counselor. Like he would quote it. I mean, he was <laughs> like, yeah. Great. Did he go on to become a lawyer dude. or a real weirdo? I hope he's in a fucking a cabin somewhere. Oh, wow. just, like, <laughs> I mix, hope he's mixing chemicals. Guys, <laughs> have you guys ever been to Dallas at that place? No, the, the Texas. Yeah. Uh, Dealey Plaza. Yeah, Dealey Plaza. It's a, it's a creepy place it's supposed yeah, to be really tiny i hear it's it like is and there's, of... there's an there's an x on the street on the like street a copper there, yeah. x exactly where he was shot and uh which seems weird. like a weird thing to do it, honestly it, yeah, yeah it is but you know? x marks the spot yeah. x marks the spot no yeah. absolutely and you feel weird driving over it and then even on the grass near it uh you know there's the guy who was uh oliver stone's advisor he wrote a few books on the subject and he's always there peddling his wares and and uh, I'm Oliver Stone's advisor. Next marks the spot is like something that the guy who planned the assassination would put there. Right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, fucking yeah. check. Yeah, there's totally. a fucking big X there. Yeah. Gold, make it gold. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Big X. It was we got there. him. It was there before they shot him. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Now I yeah. put an X right where I yeah. want you guys to get him. Yeah, don't mess this up. Huh, don't balls. mess this up. Let's push him into a crowded room with a guy with a gun that we paid to. <laughs> oh um, my god did you ever the other uh high school conspiracy theory thing spooky thing that i remember 
going around was Paul is dead. Did you ever get into Paul is dead? Paul is dead. Yeah, no. the Paul Beatles. McCartney stuff. No, no, that was very like uh, I never heard that until like after college. I think like Paul I, is dead. Oh wow, that was like deep Beatles stuff. I yeah. wasn't into the Beatles and oh okay. I don't think. Yeah. There was this girl in my journalism yeah. class who was like in tie dye t shirt and like overalls, and she's like. I want you to listen to this. And she was like playing me Sergeant Peppers. And she's like, see, now they're going to introduce Billy Shears. That's the guy that <laughs> replaced the real Paul McCartney. And they gave him, look, 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 look at this. Uh, you see Paul's barefoot on the, you know, like going yeah. through all the on album imagery. Road, yeah. And I was like, what is she talking about? Oh, oh, uh, oh. I like that she got into that. That's yeah. really super, funny. Yeah. Super into it. <laughs> Um, yeah. So you grew up in Pittsburgh. Yeah, she actually was. I did have a. I did have a bit of a crush on her. She was super cool, and um, she had a boyfriend. All all the girls I had crushes on had boyfriends. Um, you grew up in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yes. So one one supernatural thing that uh, like everyone in my part of Pittsburgh knew was the gravity spot. I feel like every city has a gravity spot. I went to college in Pittsburgh, and I don't know if I ever went to the gravity spot. Okay, it's in the North Hills in North Park, specifically. And in high school, we would go there and, like, you know, it was like a... So once we learned... We all got licenses. It was definitely like, well, let's go to the fucking gravity gravity spot. spot. And it's a spot on this hill that the illusion is created by the side... By the, the woods, like continues to go up but the road actually has a little dip in it but you wouldn't know it because it's like got a turn in it too and it really just weirdly especially when you're driving up on it it appears that you are going straight up a hill and um if you but if you or yeah up a hill but if you park your car and leave it in neutral you will slowly creep up it seems Backwards. like you're creeping uphill but you're really right. not you're you're you know i feel like penn and teller no yeah, yeah, right. no we no, had... i'm not fooled by a gravity spot <laughs> <laughs> that didn't keep that's us not from... supernatural john yeah. yeah it was like a rite of passage like let's take some girls up there man yeah that kind cool. of thing you know it's like that old knott's Berry farm mm-hmm. set where they have a whole room with like a whole house and then like the billiard balls like all go into the corner pocket and right. and you could sit on a chair on the side of the wall and the whole house is like leveled is that right yeah, yeah. that's yeah. cool it's a really cool. They have one thing, of those yeah. up Trick in uh, Santa Trick Cruz house, exactly. too. Did was there was there a ghost story behind it? Was there like a mythology behind the gravity spot? Do you remember um, the? No, it was just like it was a UFO type thing. Like okay. no, this this is a magnetic field. Okay, and it just happens to be in Pittsburgh, and like people believed in it and still like there's like bumper stickers about it now i think that's and, cool we had a, t- yeah. a really small one out in rural kansas south of where i grew up and and the story was like a bus full of kids which i now looking back it's like what school were they going to out there there was no school but like a bus full of kids or something got, got crashed there and then the kids would push you back up the hill away from the area where they got killed you know it was right like, that one of those stories right but That's it a is, good one. It is fascinating that, like, I'm so fascinated by all the, like, local folklore stuff that you grew up you How grew mythology up with. gets born. Did you yeah, know there's that, a lot of that in Pennsylvania, definitely. Like, did you know oh, that yeah. there is a, uh, I was doing a little research on uh, Pittsburgh and Allegheny County, and did you know that there is a ghost hunting company in Pittsburgh called Ghosts and Not? 
Wow, Gosenet? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, wow. Can you explain to people who don't know the Pittsburgh accent what uh, well, Anat means? Anat is like N apostrophe at. So it's like, you know what I'm talking about, Anat? Or like, it would be like, he's going down a giant eagle, Anat. He's going down a, uh, you get, he's going down a Stillers game, Anat. It's like kind of like an ad, add-on to like a lot of things people say. But yeah, and people do still say it. Like, I'll go... I'll go back there and uh, a couple times a year, and people are like, eh, you know, you hear that. There was a, definitely a solid part of the Pittsburgh. A place accident. on the south side called Games and At, where I used to go play. I had, think I had my 25th birthday there when I was back doing a play at the city theater. We went, we went to go play video games at Games and At. That's great. Um, so I pulled up. Business, I pulled up a couple uh, cryptids and things that are seen around Allegheny County and okay. and Pennsylvania. I want to know if you've heard of any of these. The first one is uh, Alba Twitch, the little Bigfoot. Have you ever heard of Alba Twitch? Mm. Is it like from no? He's no. he's like supposed to be a four foot tall Bigfoot. Um, I think he's in Lancaster County, so mm. not that's not super close. Four to, foot tall Bigfoot. He's a four foot tall Bigfoot. Okay. Does he have uh, tennis shoes on? <laughs> he's got like yeah. Air Max. Yeah, he. <laughs> Well, he cli- he likes to steal apples, eat apples, and then throw apple cores at people. He climbs up that trees and throws. That sounds Polish. It- <laughs> yeah. Well, our one, yeah, our story because yeah, Pennsylvania is really Polish, and like there's just like weird. It's like Romanian, Polish, uh, Dutch, German. Too, right? I think this might Dutch be- is Eastern Pennsylvania okay. more. Uh, yeah. The folklore of the sneaky, but it's sneaky Dutch, little yeah. apple thief. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the sneaky apple thief will take your apple pie. <laughs> There's... Watch your pies, everyone. He's the little uh, apple. T- yeah, but I think this it is comes... our only story of our culture. <laughs> <laughs> we have one story. Uh, have you ever heard of the squonk? Squonk. Yeah, it's from Franklin County. It's like a small pig with loose-fitting, wrinkled skin and an enlarged, flat face. It's so ugly. Yeah, it's so <laughs> ugly, it cries itself to sleep every night. Oh, well, sounds familiar, JK. <laughs> um, hey, now, that's a self-effacing joke so that you ugly. didn't have to. I know. I didn't have to, didn't have to bring it there. You didn't everyone, have to everyone do likes that. me, right? Now. You're a good-looking oh, man. Thanks, pal. Um... So, uh, the squonk. Yeah, no, that's, that's like, that is complete. I have no idea. It's squonk. a weird, it's a weird one. Mountain lions, UFOs. Um, mountain lions. How are yeah. mountain, mountain lions? lions well, big... Sneak that one in there. Well, yeah. 9-11, by the way, part of 9-11 was a, a uh, plane falling into a field. That's uh, true. In, in central Pennsylvania. That's true. Uh, yeah, I there's was, a memorial right. there. They might as well put an X there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dick Cheney is like, right. make it an X. <laughs> there you get a gold steel X. Yeah. Um, Slam dunk. They've seen chupacabras <laughs> in Pennsylvania. What? And and then there is the uh, the Raystown Raid. Do you know about Lake Raystown? No. This is a, a large serpent-like creature or an even larger creature, maybe 50 to 60 feet long, with a body that remains submerged in a serpent-like neck topped by a reptilian head that occasionally appears above the water. And oh, my God. People just real. want a thing for their town. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's right. the thing. Is everybody wants a mascot. But there's an area in south uh, western Pennsylvania that runs down into Virginia or West Virginia, the Chestnut Ridge. Mm-hmm. And Chestnut Ridge has like 
all of this UFO activity. They see a lot of like Bigfoots coming out of flying saucers down wow. there, like with glowing red eyes. Like there's crazy, crazy stuff. There if you're ever bored I like the combo of like Bigfoot flying saucer. Oh, oh sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're obsessed by it. If you're ever like bored and stoned one night, there's a uh, uh, on Amazon Prime there's a entertaining doc that we covered for over on the other side, our Patreon called uh the Invasion on Chestnut Ridge. And it's just all the these like local Pennsylvania, Ohio, like West Virginian people just like talking about all the weird shit that they've seen down there. Cool. It's I want to see that. It's pretty great. You'll wow. It's great people watching and it's yeah. great high strangeness. That sounds awesome. Um, what is your like what's your what was your relationship to the concept of Bigfoot as a kid? Did you ever think about it? Were you ever Bigfoot, like, like um, you know, this eight yeah. foot tall hairy dude? This is a question I that I kind of want to ask. Like, I kind of believed in the Loch Ness monster. Now that that's kind of like, let's have a Loch Ness monster in our town. Yeah, I would say like I believed. I thought that was real. Like, I I guess more of a lake monster guy. Yeah, I mean, everybody kind of like is open to like if you're a kid, Bigfoot seems like a fun thing to believe in. So maybe go towards that. There's pictures of it that have been like you know proven false, and then kind of like no, but it is real. Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> yeah. it's actually that is the famous one. The famous picture is fake. No, you, it is real. You just summed up our entire podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yeah. <laughs> oh, another thing came out. It's fake. <laughs> um, no, but it's real. But uh, yeah, my relationship to the supernatural. Uh, what I'm trying to think like. There was a myth that I completely bought into. It's not like it's totally specific to my neighborhood growing up, but all the kids were there was like a woods on the edge of my neighborhood and we would go into the woods and build forts and everything. And like there was a dried out like lake with like cattails and like it was like a garbage lake. And then there was a broken down barn with a broken down silo this is so similar to where and exactly how i grew up yeah and it was we kept pornography magazines under We've a talked log. about yeah i mean that's buried in the woods that's you kind of like an time. american yeah. tradition at this yeah. point. Yeah. i feel like every you think you're unique but then everybody has that porn staff um with like like you know mites on it or whatever and then, <laughs> and then uh, the um, porn mites we uh it, but there was this like myth, the myth that we all bought into was farmer brown that there was a farmer named Farmer Brown. I was like, I'll get you kids. <laughs> no and the rumor was, or no, Farmer Bush. I'm sorry, it was Bush Nursery. So it was like, Farmer Bush was going to shoot you uh, with rock salt. So oh, that was yeah. that was the myth. Oh. It was like, he's got a shotgun. He loads it with rock salt. So it doesn't kill you, but it makes, it will just destroy, rips through your flesh. It's the most painful thing in the world. And if you go back there, you know, don't stay back there alone because Farmer Bush will come get you. It was like Bush Nursery. So that was like... He's guarding that thing, porn. Yeah. The thing that as far as I was concerned was real and I act, and I behaved accordingly and like my friends would, you know, we'd avoid areas and stuff like that until I realized like nobody told me, but I was just like one day just kind of like... Oh man, that's fake. It's just, <laughs> there's a bush nursery is, is no where they have a bunch of bush. Christmas trees. I'm a fucking farmer, but you know, yeah. it's like kind of came to terms with that. Protecting but that was definitely like that's like the first moment I felt of that. Like it was it was a real thing that I fully believed in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I think it's so important as a boy growing and girl growing up, and especially when you're exploring the woods. There has to be an enemy out there. There has yeah. to be like a villain or a creature. We had similar thing in our neighborhood. Uh, granted, we came up with it, but it was the purple guy who was an <laughs> alien that had survived a crash landing outside <laughs> in the field out by our woods. Yeah, and we would be like, we get the purple guys out there, you know. But 
I can see that probably at some point there probably was like in the 50s some farmer bush yeah. who did shoot some teenagers like with yeah. rock salt and then it just got started you know that crazy. was like generations ago right and then there there some uh my friend matt would have a uh uh basement um horror like a haunted house basement haunted house that was like a walk through the lights were gone like all the windows are blanketed out and everyone in the neighborhood like slowly go through it and there was like Vaseline with Super Bowls in it that was like it's eyes yeah and it was all Farmer Bush it was all Farmer, Bu- <laughs> was Farmer, Farmer Bush Bush carved out these children's eyes and then the end <laughs> Farmer Bush would come out so we had a full themed like you know like Halloween Horror Nights oh my thing. god that you was had like, like a real the look- end of it was like Farmer Bush <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like it's everyone believed dads. in it and it was like you know like the kids in the neighborhood. Would uh, one of whom was named Joey Chestnut, but is not the eating champion. <laughs> but I had when Joey Chestnut, the eating champion, came out. I was like, I Joey Chestnut from my neighborhood. But um, anyway, that's stupid. Chestnut Did you guys Ridge hear that too. Joey Chestnut Chestnuts. murdered Farmer Bush? He finally yeah. got him. Yeah, but that was that was definitely the myth of my childhood. And then the Gravity Spot was big, and I forget like Jesus. You know, was, yeah, that was a big, that was a big one. one. Yeah, a big one. <laughs> People really had me convinced for a while, but then I was like, no, no, no. Um, sorry to your Christian listeners. <laughs> that's fine. Um, no, but um, they're it. clearly questioning things. It's if a they're path over to here, God that's completely fine. legitimate. Yeah, though, fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, fair. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, I've never had a paranormal experience. Sure, that's fine. I was in a movie called The Thirteenth Child: Legend of the Jersey Devil. What? The that's first a good one. It was like we need to hear more about this. It is. That could be a movie night watch. Extraordinarily bad now no offense to anyone involved it has um i was so stoked when i got it you know, I was gonna say like, you were so stoned in it i was not stoned i was like more nervous than i've ever been i was like i'm in a movie but it was like this weird b movie with like cliff robertson and um yeah. i've and, done a couple uh, of those yeah yeah but it was so fun and like we got to like live in atlantic city and like then outside of atlantic city did you and guys go the, the film in the, the pine Jersey, barrens the myth yeah, yeah yeah it was all in the pine barrens so like uh yeah, so it was like Robert Guillaume, TV's Benson was on oh, yeah. and, um, and uh yeah, so it was like that that is a real thing. Like that's like that kind of like apple stealing kid, like but that's like feels like it was rural enough or something that it really took hold in like the old days of like when people really believed in shit like I that. I mean there's the a Jersey Devil hockey yeah. team named hockey team named after Yeah, it's completely like Part They're, of the lexicon. It's part of the part of the thing. What was the creature in the version of this? What was the what well, was the yeah. take on right. the Jersey well, Devil in in this film? It is. Um, Do you remember? It's like Cliff Ro- Cliff Robertson. Like you know, he's the scholar of it, and he's like, "Hey, you gotta watch out for the devil." What are you talking about? <laughs> no, the Jersey Devil. You crazy old man. What are you talking about? And so I was a teen, and yeah, and me and this. Uh, I was like twenty two, and then this girl was a teen too who was 30 or something like that yeah. and we we went to like have sex in a uh, trailer and then the trailer starts shaking and we're like oh my god and i actually like had to do nu- nudity for the first time and i was like oh my god i for can't the first believe time i have at to 22 be com- completely naked in front of this girl oh my and god and then i had to completely naked run out of this trailer and get into a, a pickup truck and slam it like slam on the fucking gas and get out of there it was like totally illegal wow. <laughs> don't tell anyone that but um, demo reel now yeah yeah but um but then it's like townies faking us out that we're getting killed by the devil and then uh, at the end the last shot of the movie is us, us actually getting killed by the devil but you just see it kind of has deer hooves oh, it has cool. deer rather antlers it's mm-hmm. like 
evil yeah. dear man. Yeah. Uh, uh, Very yeah. occult secret oh society. God. Well, Griffin, I think so. uh, you're going to see an influx of residual checks from yeah. the Jersey Devil movie. I've never seen one. <laughs> Funny. Everyone, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. We have a game that we like to play with all of our guests. Yes. I have a feeling I know which way the wind's going to blow on this one. Mm-hmm. I love games. Uh, but it's very fun. So it's just rapid fire. I'm going to go down a list, and you're going to say, believe it, if you're open to it, or Wait, bullshit. Before we play this, do you guys have legitimate, do you guys have paranormal experiences in your lives? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you've, you've had things where you were like, Absolutely. is yes. this real or not? Yes. Okay. Like, I think legit, if we didn't, we wouldn't be doing this. Super weird. Although I, as we learned from last week, I'm willing to admit when I've <laughs> jumped to a conclusion or made yeah, a mistake. Well, you want to believe that one? Right. I thought I saw a neighbor walking through a fence through my peripheral vision. It was it was just wow. a guy walking up a driveway next to the fence because then I saw him two days. <laughs> Never right. mind. Yeah, just but, leave uh, that one out. And you've had you've yeah, had, I've had some strange things that I can't explain. I've seen some shit. I've uh, yeah, right. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. It's uh, it definitely sets you on an adventure, a, a journey, looking for the answers as to what you experienced or what you saw. Or you're like me, and you're like, it's probably swamp gas. Probably yeah. swamp gas. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> well, it's fascinating. I mean, the stuff that I've, the two things that I have that I've seen like clear as day, like that actually, and have had like witnesses in both cases. Like it, it blew my mind to the point where I was like, okay, I know what I was seeing, and it would tell me, you know, society tells me that's a ghost. But now that I've seen it, I can't explain it. Right. So I don't want to say it's a ghost. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's it's a weird thing when you see something like that. That you're like, well, now I'm now I could be it could, maybe it's like a weird time loop or maybe it's a weird I don't know what the fuck it was. Yeah, it's like I, when there's an earthquake and you're just like, what is this real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like and, it tricks your brain. Yeah, it's weird. So I've seen things that are given a name in the lexicon, but I don't know. I'm not sure to say it was definitively this or that, but. It fucks with you, cause you, cause I was like a kid that I was like grew up. I was like, oh, I was scared by that stuff, but I always be like, I want to see a UFO or I want to see an alien or I yeah. want to see a ghost. And then when you see something that you truly cannot explain, it breaks your brain in a way that you it really freaks you out. Yeah, it's like a mini. I think for a lot of people, and I think that for a lot of people, especially if they really have something strange happen to them, it is, it's like a mini trauma. In a way that they don't want to talk about it because it's super uncomfortable, it's embarrassing, right. and they sound crazy when they when they mention it, you yeah. know? So that's why, you know, people like this woman who saw the pterodactyl, they want to remain anonymous, even though they're like, I have to say, you know. Right. You know, they also Also, sit- that's a little thin soup, that it is, pterodactyl. It is, sure, it's sure, like, sure. Yeah, man. <clears throat> yeah. You guys saw them big wings. <laughs> of course. Of course it is. It's a fun story, which is why we no, gravitate no, towards this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I yeah, mean... I'm just joking around. Cryptozoology I mean, news could also be like a guy sitting at home just making stories up and putting yeah. them on the... But you know I'd what I mean? this? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> this passes my sniff test. Uh, but yeah. Okay. So let's go okay. down the list. Say, uh, believe it if you're if you believe in it or open to it and bullshit if no way believe it open to it bullshit yeah believe it believe it or bullshit okay believe it or bullshit cool on your mark Mm -hmm. get set ghosts um i believe in ghosts like i believe in like i think yeah i i do believe in ghosts in kind of energies that have been left 
and I think it's it's got too much. Like you really feel it in some spaces. Yeah. So I, I would say believe it. Great. Rapid fire. Let's. We'll come back. All right. Well, I'm going to extrapolate <laughs> on every single one. I, actually, that would, I would be like great. That, UFOs. Believe it. Yeah. Bu- uh, Bigfoot. Don't believe it. Bullshit. Angels. Bullshit. Sorry. Um, no, I mean it. I mean to angels. It's part of the angels. Believe it. Gnomes. Don't believe it. Bullshit. <laughs> Unicorns. Bullshit. Shadow people. What is that? People see. <laughs> Three-dimensional shadow <laughs> entities in their oh. houses that sometimes look like they're wearing hats. That falls under ghosts to me. It's, much. Yeah, it's it's but, some type of ghost or interdimensional thing. Okay, often associated with sleep paralysis. Yeah, that's the other thing. Oh well, then it's bullshit. It's like oh. a thing in your brain that makes a shadow in your eyes. Oh, I ruined it. We almost Loch Ness had it. monster. <laughs> Loch Ness monster. Just for fun, I'll say I believe it. Little gray aliens. Why not? Yeah, they probably exist in the in the utter. Just bald-faced enormousness of the universe. Great. Like, let's face it. Dogman. Right? Dogman. Yeah. Bull- bullshit. Okay. Parallel universes. Oh, uh, absolutely believe it. True. The Loveland Frogman. Have you heard about this guy? He's from Ohio. Really? Not far from where you grew up. Whoa. Teenagers saw this, like... Walking frog creature in the <laughs> Big like, man frog. late They're reliable witnesses, yeah. John. Yeah, well, they lit all their farts. <laughs> <laughs> and then it. They yeah. jerked off, and then <laughs> and then they saw something this. strange, and then they saw a frog. Yeah. Man, they ate a piece of cake for breakfast. Um, fart gas, bro. This is fart gas. Swamp gas is fart gas. Yeah, mermaids. No, that's a myth. That's bullshit. Heaven. Uh, I believe in it, and we live there. That's oh, right. Hell. No, that's a silly thing. That is, uh, yeah. No bullshit. Yeti. Yeti. Bullshit. Right? Venusians, yeah. aka hot blondes from Venus. Absolutely believe it. Yes. <laughs> ESP. Believe it. Chupacabra. I don't know what Chupacabra even is. Okay, Chupacabra, really. there's there's kind of two. Right. The original story was this sort of weird alien creature that was sucking, like, exsanguating goat goats and stuff. Yeah, goat sucker. Uh, exactly in Puerto Rico. Yeah. And it happened in the late 90s over the course of, like, a couple months, and then it seemed to stop happening. Right. Then... It started happening along the southern border of, like, Texas and stuff. And people, now they say it's, like, a mangy dog or coyote hybrid that does the same thing, attacks livestock and drains, drains their blood. Not so as it's kind cool of as evolved. the Puerto Rican version. Right. Not as cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, no. I mean, maybe... <laughs> I feel like with the animals, like I'm more, I'm more prone to believe in like the more insane shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Animals feel like local legends that are caught on and are amazing. Great right, and cool. Yeah, yeah um, maybe. maybe. I, I, love it. I love it. I love it all. Demons. Demons. Yeah. Um, no, I mean not in the not in the sense that like has become what demons are. No. Atlantis. No. <laughs> Bullshit. Bat Bat Squatch. Bat Squatch. It's a flying giant bat creature oh. that they've seen outside Mount St. Helens. My and desire to believe in that outweighs my belief. It's the most <laughs> it's the that most metal one. of all cryptids. Yeah. I mean, I'd believe in Batzilla too. Yeah. There you go. Batzilla. Batzilla. There. Batzilla. Uh life on other planets. 
Definitely, yeah. World peace. Have you watched the uh, universe thing that uh, oh, yeah, Zachary Quinto narrates? It's uh, oh, is it the planet? Yeah. It it's is amazing. No, it's I Nova seen it. or something Nova. Really, yep. it's PBS. It is just so I fascinating. Love all that stuff. And it makes you go. And they talk about the Kyber Belt and all that stuff. And it makes you go, oh, the universe. We're all made of this star that imploded and exploded, and then it just swir- swirls around and that becomes the planets and yeah. literally that's what happens. It's insane <laughs> it's to so think about. crazy to yeah. think about. It's yeah. a mind fuck. It really is awesome. great. Yeah. Anyway, um, we're all made of stardust. World peace. Right. World peace. Um, run our test. Um, <laughs> I, uh, world peace. Yeah. I don't, that's, that's, that's not like mythological. That's no. something, that's an ideal, right? It is so, an ideal. Yeah. I believe in, in world peace as some as an ideal yeah. peace in the multiverse the multiverse yeah all the parallel universes living in harmony well i mean sony just broke up from marvel so that is so fucking spider-man's true. on his own that sucks <laughs> i am angry um, you're 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 angry about it i'm, I'm so is. mad i'm pointing at you as if it's your fault i'm i'm madder than i was about eighteen t time warner man <laughs> <laughs> these mergers are pissing me off dude um, I'm. I have a problem with my relationship with IP. It's gotten too personal. I'm. Um. Uh. So what was that? What was the last one? Sorry. Peace in the multiverse. Peace in the multiverse. I just don't know what that. Yeah. yeah. I just had to try to find a way to land this. You know? Multiverse. Okay. Like, What's our, the multiverse to you, Bryce? Uh. You know the the, the parallel. It's it basically goes along with the parallel universe, parallel dimension that there exists an infinite number of universes stacked on top of each other. Basically, right. the same thing. You know. Did you see into the Spider-Verse? Yeah. Yes, I did. I love into the Spider-verse. Remember how that's the the okay, Spider-Verse so that's is the multiverse. A multiverse. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 but yeah. what is the multiverse? The all same the thing for us. I... All of the universes. All the infinite right. universe. Infinite possibilities. Infinite possibilities. Is it? I guess my question is. Is it bullshit? Is it peace in that? Is it bullshit? Or is it possible that we're all living in some giant, mega, infinite, peaceful structure? It's if it's possible. I, I don't think know. It, if that, I think, yeah, there have to be like parallel universe. There's evidence of parallel universes yeah. like everywhere. It's like the new horizon is, is like we're just living in a mirror of something else that's yeah. exactly this and all this stuff. So. I- but the, is that peaceful or is that? I don't inherently... know. Is it possible? I think the, I think the idea is faulty on its own. Look, you one implies the other. That's why the, in the symbol it's of the it's an existential yin, question. Yeah, but it, it doesn't work that way. And in, in the symbol of the yin and the yang, there's you know <laughs> fuck your existentialism. Yeah, fuck your existentialism. <laughs> no, in the in the the black dot and the white swirl and the and the and the white dot and the black swirl. It means you can't have darkness without knowing what lightness is. And so one implies the other. If you have complete peace in the multiverse. But is peace balance? No, that's peace the, is That's what the question is, right? No, it implies, peace is not balance. Well, if balance is peace, then, you know, there, there's no, I mean, what about how, violence? Right. You how could you know? It's gotta he, exist. he makes the point. How yeah. could you know what peace is without having violence well, coexist alongside yes. it? That's why it's an existential question. Well, He's just, just say, I think really what it is is it's it you're just your Star Wars fandom coming out and you're just talking about the force. All you can say about the multiverse is that it is or it isn't. You can't right, say that right. it's peaceful or not. Okay. But this is your game. It's actually my game, but your answer, so <laughs> there's no right or wrong. Well, this is me playing with ideas, yes. but it's not, yes. I'm not no, no, I I'm saying you're not wrong. I like this. Right. I think peace could last for a certain uh, a, a finite amount of time, perhaps, but uh at some point, the the balance would become the lion you know. laying down with the lamb. And is there ever going to be like, yeah, true justice and peace? Just yeah, yeah is 
very difficult. How can you yeah. really know love without actually experiencing hate? You have to you have to experience one to inform the other. Balance. You're talking about the difference between balance and peace. But uh, I'm ta- yeah, polarity. But yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, lucky charms ain't all marshmallows. Man. That's right. Gotta get through some of that. Gotta through some of that perfect crappy cereal. And with that note, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, it's time for this week's story of high strangeness. That's exactly right. Oh, that's God. Yeah. That's okay. Jesus. You do, I love yeah. that we came back in and you're like, and that's God. And that's God. <laughs> there you go, Bryce. That's the part that we should have recorded. They figured and, it out. Uh, they figured it out. Yeah. And that's yeah. God. So back to the podcast. Yeah. Back to the podcast. <laughs> it's time for this week's story of high strangeness. Now, John, I'm going to tell the story. You can jump in at any time and ask questions or comment. Feel free. But I feel like I feel like there's also a human impulse to anything that's beyond our understanding. Say is God, but Absolutely. eventually that can be that can be understood, right? Possibly, and you can't count out that that is something that's great. It's misunderstood science. Yeah, that's not necessarily God, but I think there is potentially a God that a force that is God, mm-hmm. you know, essentially. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think people give it a different name, but yeah, there seems to Yahweh. be Yahweh. Yeah, Yahweh. But yeah, no. <laughs> Yahweh. It's a, yeah. Yahweh. <laughs> Yahweh. It's okay. a force. Yeah, go ahead. Speaking of mysterious unexplained forces and mad science. Mm. Yes. Sixty five years ago this week, a phantom threat menaced the midwestern town of Mattoon, Illinois. Okay. In a two week reign of terror that left unsuspecting townsfolk nauseous. Dizzy, swollen, and temporary. Oh my god! Temporarily paralyzed. Is this in their the own mad home? Gas Ma- ah! I was gonna do this Don't one. Jump on my jump on your shit narrative. I just did, bro. No. What are you gonna do about it? All right, we can back up. That left unsuspecting townsfolk nauseous, dizzy, swollen, and temporarily paralyzed in their own homes. The result of being exposed to a mysterious vapor. Was the culprit behind these so-called gassings human, spectral, or perhaps even extra-dimensional? We'll never know, because the individual or individuals, sometimes referred to as the phantom anesthetist, was never identified. All in all, 35 citizens of Mattoon would claim to have been attacked by the mysterious anesthetist... <laughs> I can listen to that all day. Prowler. <laughs> Anesthesiology. How do you say it? You just did anesthesiology. Anesthetistic prowler. Anesthetician, I think, does makeup. Anesthetician prowler. Lurking outside their homes at night. Was it a case of media induced mass hysteria? Perhaps. The stuff of legends? Most definitely. Lock your windows and grab a gas mask. It's time to hear the chilling tale of the Mad Gasser of Mattoon. August 31st, 1944. Mr. and Mrs. Urban Rafe, citizens of Mattoon, Illinois, were sleeping in their home off Grant Avenue when they woke to a strange smell of sweet, sickly gas. The stimulant hit Urban the hardest. Dizzy nauseous, the poor man found himself under a spell of violent vomiting. Fearing that there might be a gas leak in the house, Mrs. Rafe attempted to run to the kitchen to check the stove, but found that her legs were too numb to move. Fortunately, the barf attack lasted only a few minutes, and Rafe's and the Rafe's came to their senses. 
But in a house not too far away, a young mother, name unknown, also woke up to the smell of a sickly sweet perfumey gas and the sounds of her coughing baby. She went to comfort, comfort her infant, but found that her legs were temporarily paralyzed. September 1st, 11 p.m. Central Time. Mrs. Bert Kinney of Marshall Avenue, oh, sorry, Kearney, Bert Kearney of Marshall Avenue, was getting ready for bed in her home when she and her, uh, and the, which, her home, which she and her husband shared with her sister, Mrs. Reddy, her husband, a cab driver, was out on work uh, when Mrs. Reddy, or Mrs. Kearney, God, I fucked this all up. Mrs. Kearney <laughs> caught Focus. the whiff of a sweet and stinky odor wafting in through her bedroom window. Curious as to what the growing odor, odor might be, Mrs. Kearney called to her sister, and Mrs. Reddy came into the room. She sniffed around and decided that it must be from the bed of geraniums outside the window. Mrs. Reddy left the room. Mrs. Kearney soon became dizzy and ill. Terrified by the discovery that her legs were no longer moving, she screamed for her sister, who rushed back in and discovered that the room had indeed filled with the stench of sickly flowers. Scared of a gas leak, Mrs. Reddy rushed out, called the police. They came and investigated, but could find no trace of gas. But Mrs. Kearney, Kearney complained of a lingering, burning sensation on her lips and in her throat. Around 12.30 p.m., Mr. Kearney, the cab driver, came home to discover a tall, gaunt man dressed in black and wearing a tight-fitting black cap was creeping outside of the windows in his front yard. Kearney jumped out of the car and chased the uh, mysterious man, but being equipped with the body of a 1940s cab driver... He was unable to catch the prowler. <laughs> the Kearneys reported, to, uh, reported the strange attack to the local paper and the Mattoon, the Mattoon Journal Gazette, whose readership consisted of 95% of Mattoon's population. The paper jumped to the immediate conclusion that a phantom prowler was on the loose, and Mattoon resounded with well-prompted panic. In the days that followed, the Kearney attack... Uh, <clears throat> After the Kearney attack, citizens of Mattoon started reporting more and more encounters with this strange mad gasser. Now, sidebar, let's remember that this is in September of 1944. America was neck deep in World War II, fighting yeah. Nazi Germany. Uh, the Allied forces had just liberated France, and uh, paranoia back home was really high. There was fears of chemical warfare hitting home, mm-hmm. and stories of gas chambers from concentration camps were starting to make their way over. So there's theories that like this is sort of that creeping into the zeitgeist in small-town America. In fact, some people thought that this mad gasser was maybe an escaped Nazi prisoner who was extracting revenge on small-town America. Well, there... When I lived in New York, there were, like, days of the year. Does anyone else remember this? Like, did you guys ever live there? Like, I did not. Like 2009 or something like that. Hmm. There would be, like, it started, I guess it started, like, post 9-11. But I remember it, like, more later in my time there. But it would be, like, the entire city would smell like maple syrup. Really? And 
real, really deeply maple syrup, like no mistaking mm. it. And you'd be like, oh, my God, what is that? Oh, it's one of the days. And then when Twitter started, it was like, does everyone smell like that maple syrup? And everyone confirmed it. It was like, wow, maple syrup. And what I heard was that they were using it to calibrate post-terror, post-9-11, like, how long a gas attack or a nuclear attack would take to disseminate. Oh, shit. And so they're literally using this pleasant oh, wow. smell that's kind of, like, upsetting, but not... What did you hear? Did you hear something no, about no, that? No, no, finish, finish, finish. Okay, yeah, because they kept doing it. Like, it would be like, oh, another day where everything fucking smells like maple syrup. What is going on? Like, what is this? Very weird. So that's what I heard. It could be true. That, that sounds you know, fascinating. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't surprise me in the least. I, yeah, that the government would employ, or the CIA would employ something like that, a stratagem to... To sort of you know gauge the time yeah. that they would have before panic sets. Wow, in. Right. I I feel like I may have heard this on another podcast. Just like former New Yorkers talking about this, and someone was saying that they would pump out a maple syrup smell to cover like sewage smell oh. when the sewage refinery was like oh blah, blah. it's like on bad days. Welcome when you could, that shit, guys. That we, they were come like, on. I need I need was, ideas. It was basically <laughs> like <laughs> a citywide yeah. air freshener, but I don't yeah. know. I, Can we light a million matches? <laughs> no, come on, Barry. That a million sounds... matches? What's the matter with you? That sounds I don't know more intriguing to me. That's yeah. Who knows? I mean, in New York, yeah, they could yeah. They probably do stuff like that all the time. Sure. Who knows? September 5th, mm-hmm. 1944. Arriving home after an evening out, Mr. and Mrs. Cordes found a white cloth on their front porch. The wife, Balula, picked it up. Great names, by the way, that I keep fucking up. And smelled it. Ca- I love she picks up, finds <laughs> yeah, a cloth, things. sniffs it. Yeah. Causing her immediate burning in her nose and throat. Police came out to the house and searched the porch and discovered a skeleton key and, oddly, a tube of lipstick. They suspected that perhaps the gasser had intended on picking the lock until he was interrupted by the cord's arrival. As for the lipstick, they weren't so sure. And the cloth that Mrs. Cords or Cordes huffed? They couldn't find a trace of any chemical odor on the, odor on the fabric. Quite the mystery. Over the next few days, panic continued to rise. Mattoon's small police force was overwhelmed with reports, and the story didn't make sense. Who was the gasser, and what did he or it want? No one was robbed, assaulted, or worse. It was simply a strange wave of people claiming a smell of t- smelling a sickly perfume-like gas, then succumbing to burning throats and uh, nausea and temporary paralysis. A prowler thought to be the gasser was spotted on September 6th. On September 7th, two sisters, Francine and Maxine Smith, claimed to have seen a blue vapor filling their home, accompanied by a buzzing from outside that they assumed was the sound of the gasser's evil gassing machine at work. We well, know this evil gasser, what his quote was to well, the press. <laughs> Why so serious? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, this is a straight up, this is this is that's a good, straight up. That's a good laugh to follow. Bat- Joker, it it is a straight up Batman villain, which is why I love this story. The media had a field day with the reports of the strange entity haunting Mattoon. And word of the gasser spread as far as, uh, and, and widened the Chicago papers as well. Townsfolk lost faith in the police's lack of uh, detective abilities and manage not being able to capture this guy. So they formed their own coalitions and posses, Posse and they're like they wanted to go round up the gasser. 
and the police was freaking out. Even the FBI. This is all within a two-week period. The FBI even got involved. September 12th, towards the end of the second week of the Gasser's reign of terror, over 30 people had claimed to encounter the Phantom of Matun. With no real leads, multiple false alarms, including an area woman who reported a strange gas smell that turned out to be a broken bottle of nail polish, and only a torn cloth, skeleton key, and a tube of lipstick for evidence the police decided that the Mattoon, that Mattoon had fallen victim to a wave of mass hysteria and that the gas was likely just a smell emanating from, a chemical, emi- from chemical emissions from the nearby Atlas Imperial Diesel Engine Company plant. The Mattoon Journal-Gazette, the gasser's biggest fan, did a sudden about-face and backed up this new theory, shutting down the uh, story. Gaslighting everyone. Uh. <laughs> Nice. Oh, see what well, you did there. I could have used you to punch this up. <laughs> but on September 13th, the gasser struck again for a final time. Yeah, she did. <laughs> a woman by the name of Bertha Birch claimed to have seen the gasser outside her home and that he was actually a woman dressed as a man. Women's shoe prints were found at the scene by police. But after that, the gasser disappeared for good, and life in Mattoon pretty much returned to normal. But who or what was the mad gasser? Theories speculated it could be a mad scientist, a government agent testing out new chemical weapons. Was it something extraterrestrial? To this day, the mystery has never been solved. Perhaps we must fall back on the only logical conclusion when it comes to strange smells that appear out of nowhere. That the one who smelt it <coughs> dealt it. That's the story of the Mad Gasser of Mattoon. Whoa. Some I crazy some, names in that. I know. They're really hard to get <laughs> Bertha? around. Bertha? Bertha Balula. Is Cur- it the South? Kearney's, the Cordes. No, it's in Illinois, Midwest. Well, yeah, near Springfield, 40s, I believe. Though, so, yeah. yeah, it's the 40s. And it's strange. You know, a lot of women in the story because, of course, a lot of the men were off to war. Right. And so it's a lot of like women living with their sisters while their husbands are away, or in a lot of like older gentlemen and an overwhelmed police force. They only had like two officers and then like eight, like, cops around so there's like 10 people trying to do all this stuff and even some of the reports of the day were like this is women going crazy because their men aren't here you know there's a lot of like a lot of that um i don't know john daly what the hell was that um Hmm. i think that is uh you know a mad gasser you just can't get better i know what is yeah i mean he would have to have come upon the gas like you know i i believe that there was probably like yeah because every factory turned from whatever it was making during the war to become especially probably in like illinois and like pennsylvania and whatever indiana and everything like everything was like you know turned to make munitions so yeah it is possible that there was some kind of knockout gas i guess like being processed and somebody found a bunch of canisters of it and like 
I don't know, like, because I don't know, like, uh, gas is like mustard gas, like, presumably, you're well, going to release it. it's strange that it's non-lethal, and too. And they said, yeah. at the yeah. time, they were like, well, it's not chloroform, and some doctors were like, this kind of feels like a weak mustard gas, almost, because of the burning of the yeah. throat and the stuff, and it might cause some numbness and paralysis. They couldn't, but that was the thing, is like, and then it would immediately dissipate, so they couldn't find trace evidence of it. I have a theory that I've I found that I really, really like that might help you out. But before I get to that, I want to point out, too, that this isn't the first time in history there have been reports of mad gassers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a story a few weeks back about Spring-Heeled Jack mm-hmm. in London at the turn of the century. And he was like a guy who would like show up and he had a weird apparatus that would spray like phosphorus, like flames and gassy stuff. And uh, in Virginia, 10 years prior to this... There was a string of weird mad gasser attacks that were happening literally 10 years before, not too far away yeah, from here. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Um, right. Which I didn't, you know, dive too deeply into, but there is sort of a historical. And the more you look, if you just Google, like, and I'll throw up a link, like, mad gassers of America, there is a weird precedent for, like, people encountering entities or beings or people yeah. that are gassing them with these, like, small dose of weird chemicals. Mm-hmm. And it seems to mirror, like, World War One and World War Two and turn of the century. Like, it's almost as if the mythology of this Batman villain is mirroring the tech of wars, right. of the wars happening at the time, but to a much lesser non-lethal degree like no one gets really hurt in these stories and that's what it's also it's also got this like true crime feel to it as well like a he's clearly like some kind of weird peeper or some weird you know yeah no one gets murdered no one gets sexually assaulted it's just this like like strange it's like chill chill noble you know what's interesting though is there's also <laughs> chill, no- chill noble, chill man. noble. It's like chill noble. You also chill, find a lot of this chill. stuff yeah. in uh, in UFO. Chill noble <laughs> is a great name for a Batman villain, by the way. Chill noble. He's like a new Mister Freeze. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say you find a lot of this stuff in the UFO lore too, like you know UFOs with uh, entities that come out and spew noxious gas, and then that buzzing sound. Yeah, uh, that's all very common in that type of stuff. So there is a guy named Scott Mauna who's a uh, he's from uh, I think he's from Louisville or Lexington. I can't let me see where I put it down. Oh, Jacksonville. Sorry. So he's a chemistry teacher who who's obsessed with this story. And he published a book um, a few years ago about the Mad Gasser. And he thinks he's figured out who was behind it. And I guess that there was this local guy, young man. Um, I think he's like in his late teens, early 20s. His name was Farley Llewellyn. Mm. And he was even a suspect at the time. And this dude came from a prominent family. He was the son of a grocer and lived, I think, in a trailer on his parents' property. Um, But everyone was like, Farley's the weirdo in town. And no one really talked about it because he came from a prominent family. There's also some homophobia surrounding this guy at the time. They all thought, like, there was something a little off about this guy. But he had um, apparently access to chemicals and had his own, like, amateur chem lab in (laughs) his parents' basement. And he had been uh, monitored um, by the police at the time. That was, like, kind of their only suspect. But what happened was... When he was being monitored, the attacks continued, like the one on the 13th, that final one. And there's a theory that um, that w- when he was being monitored and 
uh, they had I, they had detained him as well. That his two sisters snuck out and to clear his name did his bidding did his bidding, and mm. that's where they that's the on the thirteenth the reason why Balula saw a woman uh, with was right. it Balula or was it dressed Beatrice, as a man the birth of Birch saw a woman dressed as a man and they found women's shoes. Footprints. It was one of his sisters trying what is to clear a woman's his name. Shoe? You mean a high, like heel. a high? Well, you can tell what a woman's shoe is by the sole, especially in 1944. Right. What a woman's shoe is. But the sole of the shoe. It yeah, it's a like flat. a flat. You know, yeah. a woman's side. They can detectives can tell by footprints if it's a man or a woman's shoe. You think so? That's yes, a dedicated and, and loyal uh, family member. Right, who's doing that for well, you. and so he seems like he was this kind of misunderstood outcast, you know, that whose family clearly loved him and his sisters loved him. Now, I haven't read this book; I've discovered this in my research, but it sounds fascinating that he was kind of like, you know, the he and he was kind of throwing a big fuck you to the entire town and teasing them for ostracizing him. The sad thing is, uh, he was his parents institutionalized him Oof. on like the 14th or 15th of September, like that later that week. And that's when all the gasser stuff stopped. So it's likely timeline that this, it was all this guy who's like, fuck you town for treating me like a freak. I'm yeah. gonna gas you, and he might, you know, it must have been a little, you know, it's just like a little offbeat just dude. A little. He's just yeah. gonna, yeah, mild. And they, they that think that explain the um, all the gassers that that took place, no, 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 uh, no, no, decades no. before. No, but I'm saying just this for one this, and that the gas they think uh, was nitromethane. Um, he said the gas Farley used could have been nitro, uh, nitromethane, a sweet-smelling, clear, and highly volatile liquid that can cause nausea, burning of the mouth, swelling of the lips, and minimal eye irritation, and it dissipates really quickly. Like mm. Jakar. <laughs> Jakar Noor? Yeah. Just irritation. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> when I was a kid, I was at a water slide park, and I was raging. Like, wait, what's, what's uh, the... Sandcastle? Oh, yeah, Sandcastle. In Pittsburgh. And uh, I was there with my friends, and I... I found a woman's purse with a mace attached to it. Oh shit! And I, since I was cool and smart, I um I took the mace out and I was like, "Look, guys!" And I fucking put it into the men's locker room. Oh no! And I just sprayed it, and people started to cough violently. And I didn't realize, like, oh, this isn't something that you just spray locally into someone's face. This is now dissipating into the atmosphere. And I very quickly picked up, like, everyone is running out of this men's locker room. And, like, it wasn't, like, a stampede or anything like that, but it was, like, everyone was coughing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I did this. And I took off. You were the mad gasser yeah. of yeah, Sandcastle. Literally, Sandcastle. You were late to the story. Yeah, totally. That's great. Yeah. I was did, like, wow, did, mace is a thing that dissipates. Yeah. That was what I learned. Whoa. Did you fess up or did you go on the low? It was like me going like, hey, I'm cool. Right? Oh, everyone sees that I failed. Oh, let's go out and then I never mention it again. I was like, let's not bring that up. Yeah, that was <laughs> a Shit. big mistake. I can Could totally... have like ended someone's life probably if they were in a sensitive way with their... Oh, God. <laughs> they were some sick or something. It... Oh, Statue of limitations right. up on that. I think you're Yeah, good. I think I'm Being good. a kid yeah. is so stressful. <laughs> yeah, you got to gas You just want to have an adventure <laughs> and then you end up hurting people. I know, yeah. <laughs> See? Yeah. I mean, yeah, mad gassers right. happen all the time. Maybe right. Yeah, I uh, mean, yeah, if you got your hands on some gas and you were like some crazy guy that was like, yeah, Hated by your village, you turn into your a mini joker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You become the yeah. an- anarchist. Uh, you know, uh, and not to stereotype, but chaos. he was the one. You know, not to not to in any way put, no. put anything on him, but he was 
possibly homosexual. Maybe he wore some purple. That's the thing. Is ma- some oh, yeah, right, right. Some purple. <laughs> lip- I mean, lipstick. There he was lipstick. Worn, found- he could have uh, lipstick was found full at the scene. face makeup in a way, yeah. um, and said things like, you know, where does he get those wonderful toys? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Daly, thank you so much for being on Bigfoot Collectors what, are we Club. Done? We're done. We gotta go. Uh, any more mystery? Okay. No, I That's know. Cool. I love. It. Uh, where thanks can- for having me. Yeah, man, dude, so thanks great. For being on. Uh, totally. I think we have to end it on the on the um, sandcastle story. Where um, just legally, legally, right. yeah. we legally, yeah. we're hey, we're, we can no longer be associated with you. Yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> Cut uh, it off. You know, uh, where the uh, is there anything coming up you want to plug? Any shows? Well, live. Any... If you're in Los Angeles, come see me live uh, September seventeenth. Um, at um, the satellite, yeah, um, I'm going to be doing cool. my John wow. Daly kills it show. It's going to be very cool nice. and great. The satellite Silver Love Lake Echo Park. It's um, Silver, Silver Lake, Lake right? Okay. Yeah, on Silver Lake Boulevard. Great right. venue. And, and then um, uh, this new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm I'm on, I'm very excited. Oh, about fantastic. Oh, That's a scoop. Um, but I don't know when that comes out. It might just be like, it may come out in like six months and I'm an idiot. But right. I'm excited about That's it. That's great. Um, but, uh, fantastic. Yeah, Are you and on Instagram I'm, I'm, and all that? You're on Instagram. I'm on Instagram, John Dailygram. And uh, I'm putting out an album later this year, too, um, of music, which I'm very excited about. Called? Um, it's going to be called John Daly One. And it's uh, I play sax, and every song has a sax solo on it. So oh, that's yeah. sick. All that's... different kinds of songs, but they all have sax solos. My kids are obsessed with that sexy sax man video that, oh yeah, yeah i love that guy yeah, yeah he's great he's the best you ever yeah. thought of doing him that just hitting them all and shirtless and that's what he does i think that's his gig yeah you're at right at this point i worked with him though i maybe you I could met gas him. people too while you do it yeah, <laughs> out you of should, the sacks yeah you should fire gas yeah. out of the sacks yeah. be rad. that's a good way to gas people like, hey look at that jazz man weird he has a purple jacket on he's got purple pants on. he's gassing everyone <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. Thank you to all our new Campfire listeners and to Campfire Media. Um, you can find us at Bigfoot Collectors Club uh, uh, on Instagram, Bigfoot underscore C Club on Twitter. We have a show, live show happening September 7th in Salt Lake City at Fan X with Marcy Giroux and Betsy Sidaro from A Funny Feeling Podcast. Um, go to the link on our Instagram to get tickets for that convention. Come see us Saturday afternoon. Out. Come Great. on out. There we go. Hey, Great. if you want to come be, Twisted hey, you can come arm. play. I love uh, Salt Lake. I love Mormon music. I love choirs. Dude, come play <laughs> some sax solos. Let's <laughs> do it. Come hit the Tabernacles, man. Let's I'm in. Yeah, let's hit the Tabernacle. <laughs> do um, it, baby. Um, all right. I think we did it, guys. Yeah. It's great yeah, show. Thanks for having me. John, yeah, you're the fucking you. best. Love you. You're the best. Um, thank you. And uh, until next week, guys. Go get regressed. And good night. Gas attack. Gas attack. <laughs> Gas attack. <laughs>
In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts.